Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So, if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people, just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So, if you have your Bible, feel free to read along, and if not, no problem. We'll put it all together for you. So, let's get started. We're in Ephesians today still, where we're looking at chapter 1. We'll be looking at verse 3 and verse 4 today. So, <clears throat> Ephesians, as Dr. McGee says, is one of the, 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 the Alps uh, of the Bible. It's got the highest peaks. It's really lofty in its um, its messages. Uh, these are really, really important concepts. So, um, if you've, you know, this is just a great book, and I'm so excited we're, we're studying it. Again, we are studying a letter <clears throat> written by Paul when he was in prison in Rome, and he's writing this letter to this church in Ephesus, uh, which is in now modern-day Turkey, which is a port city on the Aegean Sea, um, <clears throat> which was across the, the, across the waterway from Athens in Greece. So Ephesus, just a, just a really strong city, um, probably the second most important city in the whole Roman Empire at the time, only second only to Rome. Ephesus had this uh, just huge church there. Uh, the people there were really, uh, <clears throat> really, um, it was a strong church and had a lot of influence over the whole region. So Paul is writing a really lofty letter to this uh, Ephesian church. So what I'll do <clears throat> is I'll just read verse 3 and 4, and then we'll make some comments on it. Verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. <coughs> so, there is a whole lot of information, a whole lot of gospel in these three little verses. The first four verses are just tremendous. So, as we unpack verse three and four, the first thing, you know, the, some of the first concepts uh, that McGee points out is that you've got this, this, this new relationship of what it is to be a Christian being described in so many different ways. Uh, and as he has pointed out, the real relationship that we have got as a Christian 
is in the smallest word in the in all of this, the little word in I in. So as you look and see what your relationship to your God is, is uh, you can see it that it is in Christ. And we studied last time about all the different facets of being in Christ. Um, and Jesus would point out that um, He is in the Father and the Father is in Him. And then when we have faith in Him, then He is in us and we are in Him. And that is a, just a, a very lofty uh, concept. It is a very lofty um, uh, mystery of our Christian faith. How do you explain it? Um, it's hard to explain for us, but as Jesus is teaching over and over, you know, uh, in that we looked at some of the passages in John, um, and as Paul is 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 uh, emphasizing here that um, the Spirit of God is now in us through Jesus Christ, through His Holy Spirit. And that we have we as sinners uh, who didn't even have access to being anywhere near God now are we have not only access to Him, God now dwells in us, and that we in turn dwell in Him. And so Paul's beginning to really get down and under and try to explain out that relationship here of being in him. And McGee is saying we are in Christ <clears throat> and Christ is in us. And we also have this relationship being in the spirit. The spirit of Christ is now in us, the Holy Spirit. So we are in Christ, Christ is in us. His Spirit is now in us. We are dwelling in the Spirit. There is, a, there is a physical component to this. Jesus Christ is in our bodies, in our physical bodies. But we also have His Holy Spirit in us. And we are in Him. So there's a part of us that is spiritual already. Even though we're earthly, faith in Jesus Christ gives us a spiritual component to us, okay? So, we are in Christ. Christ is in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. But we are in Christ. Now, Christ is spiritual. So, we have a component of sort of this uh, extra spiritual component now, and our spirit is in Him. And not only is our spirit in Him, <clears throat> Paul gets even more specific. We are in him in the heavenly places. So, McGee is pointing out that as Christians, there's a spiritual side of us that is already with Christ, with Christ in heaven. There's a spiritual side. And this is the this is just the the part that just blows me away already is that in Christianity, as McGee's pointing out as well, God gives it all to us up front. He doesn't hold back. He doesn't say, you know what, people, you believe in me, walk a good life, and then I'll judge you at the end. He doesn't say that. This scripture does not say that. This scripture says to us, believe in me, 
You believe in me, then I believe I will be in you. I have more faith in you than you have in me. Believe in me, I will dwell in you. You will dwell in me, I will dwell in you. And you will dwell with me in the heavenly places. And you will be given every spiritual blessing in the heavenly in the heavenly places. So we are in Christ and we are given every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. So just a very inspiring, awesome relationship that you have with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And as Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 20, on that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Or in John chapter 17, verses 21, Jesus is saying that all of them may be one, Father. Just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So Jesus is is talking about this special relationship, being in him. Once we are in him, he is in us. We are with We have this unity with the Father in heaven. So when we are in Him, we have this, 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 uh, we have just every spiritual blessing. So again, God gives it all to us from the very start. We believe in Him, He gives us every spiritual blessing already. This is what Paul was telling the Ephesian church. You already, young church, have every spiritual blessing already in the heavenly places through Jesus Christ, through our Lord Jesus Christ. You have grace and peace. You have the Father. God in heaven now is your Father. So, um, this, 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 plan is sort of being laid out even as he chose us in him he's already in verse 4 he's already chosen us in him the father in heaven planned the church the son paid for the church and the spirit protects the church and as mcgee says that before time itself he's chosen his sheep he's chosen us through him through jesus before the foundation of the world, okay? So that he, he's loved us so much. He's, get, he's already chosen all this for him so that we can be holy and blameless before him. He wants to pour out every spiritual blessing for you. And this salvation that we have, all these blessings being chosen was really not from us at all. He chose us. So that those who have faith in Him, those who accept Jesus Christ, He's already knew it. He already knew it. You are already marked with a seal. And those who reject Him, they're not really rejecting Him. He never wanted them to start with. It's not like they're rejecting Him. God 
you know, when you think about it, God's not even going to allow himself to be rejected by a sinner. You know, he's not going to even allow himself to be um, mocked or put to put or try to attempted to be put to shame by a sinner. Those were people he never even chosen to start with. And when you try to get your head around that, how do you make sense of that? Why would God make people that he never wanted? I don't understand that. But there are people that God has chosen, and he wants everyone, everyone that hears his word, that hear the sound of his voice. Jesus would say, the sheep hear the sound of the shepherd's voice. So he commands us all to... Share the gospel with everybody so that everybody that hears the sound of the voice could hear the shepherd's voice and know him. Some are going to, some are going to believe in him and some won't, but that's not for us to worry about. It's God that does the saving, not us. God does the judging. God does the saving. Our job is to love one another. That's what our job is. And uh, it gives you that knowledge, that reassurance that you're here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. And that the steps that you take and the, the, the things that you think and say and do are for a purpose. They're for God's purpose. And God wants you to honor Him with everything you can think and say and do because it matters. Everything matters. You think you're down in the dumps and nobody cares. It matters. You think you are, you know, working for a job and nobody, nobody acknowledges the good that you do. God in heaven does. You think you're, you know, um, a student or you're, you're, you know, you're working as hard as you can and you know you're not making the grades you want or you're not getting the uh, if you're on a job getting the promotion that you want or you're not a, one of the important people you're not one of the popular people uh, you're not one of the successful people maybe your house isn't the biggest house or maybe you know you have to struggle for everything or maybe you think your life is just turned upside down and you've made the biggest mistake in the world God says, I've already chosen you. You don't have to worry. You have faith in me. You already, I already have chosen you from the beginning. You've already, by you accepting me, by you saying, yes, I believe in the Lord Jesus, that means when you say that, when you, when you accept him into your heart, you have, you have completed what I knew for you would occur and I've already, I've already got every spiritual blessing already for you. I'm living, I'm going to live inside you. And I've already, in the, in the power of the cross of Jesus Christ, Jesus has, Jesus has already saved you. His time on the cross has saved you from whatever is worrying you, from whatever sin you've got in your life. And through grace, you don't have to worry about stumbling or falling down and I know yep I know you're living still in a mortal body but the power of the cross you cannot you cannot understand how powerful that cross is that cross continues to save you you say something you for you didn't want to say 
that doesn't take away your Christianity. You you do something that you regret, that doesn't take away your salvation. You don't have to re-crucify Jesus Christ every time you make a new mistake. The power of the cross covers it through God's grace. So that you, in His eyes, are holy and blameless. Holy and blameless. You're as holy as Jesus Christ is holy. Does that blow your brain out or what? Jesus Christ is holy. God is holy. But now God is living inside you. Jesus Christ, His Holy Spirit is living inside you and me. That means you're as holy as He is. And that you have every spiritual blessing already in the heavenly places. There's a spiritual component of you. Why? Because you are in Him too. He's in you, you're in Him, and He's in heaven. And you've been chosen before the beginning of time for this. Your life matters to God. Your life is now holy and blameless before God. And He knew it. He wanted it to be so before the beginning of the world. Okay, and the last, the last little sentence, part of the sentence is, is in love. <clears throat> Isn't that cool? We're in the Spirit, in heavenly places, in Christ, in love. And what is Christ? We remember back in Galatians chapter 5, Christ is the fulfillment of the law. Okay, Jesus Christ brought fulfillment to the law of the Old Testament because he brings love to the, to the uh, equation. Jesus Christ is love. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Okay? So it was God's love that started. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Jesus Christ is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. He gave love to the world. He gave his son to the world. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Now, for those who believe in Christ, we have a relationship in Christ. His Holy Spirit is in us. We are in Him. We have unity now. There's this Trinity, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now, we have this unity through the Holy Spirit. And that we are now, we have unity with God. Now, we are as holy as He is holy and we are blameless through our relationship and unity with Jesus Christ. We are holy and blameless, not only in Christ, not only in the Spirit, but in love. That is such a powerful doctrine of our belief. That makes Christianity so different, so unique, so powerful compared to any other worldly religion that you can try to compare it to. There is no other religion where the God, the Father, loved you so much that He sacrificed Himself in love and gives you a relationship based on His love for you. It's not based on anything you do. It's not based on works, taking a pilgrimage, fasting, putting a dot on your head, putting charcoal on your head, 
You know, it's not based on you torturing yourself or doing all kind of things or meditating or trying to get to higher levels or this, that, and the other or submitting yourself to a whole bunch of rules and regulations. No, it's based on His love for you. It's based on love. And you are now spiritual and you've, you've got these, every spiritual blessing already given for you, marked with you in heaven. You are now holy and blameless right here, right now on earth, even though you don't feel like it. And even though you continue to make mistakes, the power of the cross, the power of the blood, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ is so powerful, it continues to hold you holy and blameless before him in love. That is powerful. It's probably some of the most lofty verses you're ever going to read. So I hope you can dwell on this. There's nothing I can add to it. Um, I found, uh, um, I've heard it was said in some of my uh, studies for this, that the, the masterpiece is the church, how God knits us all together in this blessing. And we'll probably continue explore explore this concept that the church is God's masterpiece as we go through some of these verses. There's just so much information here in every single verse. But I just want to read something that I felt might uh, help us uh, as we study this. Um, and so we'll just, uh, let me just throw this out. This may or may not be helpful to you. Such a dispensing work made us the masterpiece of God. Ephesians, it's talking a little bit ahead of us right now. Chapter 2, verses 10 tells us that we are his workmanship. The Greek word for workmanship is polema, which can be translated into poem or masterpiece. So workmanship can be translated into masterpiece. And a poem shows that the wisdom and design of the composer we, therefore, are the church as we are together in unity in, through faith in Jesus Christ. We are a masterpiece of God's work and also a poem expressing God's infinite wisdom and divine design. We may not think we are so wonderful, but we have to see the divine fact that Christ is in us and we are in Christ. In Christ, we've been made alive, raised up from the dead and seated in the heavenlies. Now we are God's masterpiece because God has dispensed His very being into our very being. Yes, there is someone within us more precious and wonderful than anything in the universe. Yes, sir, we have God in us. This makes us wonderful, and this and that makes us God's masterpiece. So I hope this um, is encouraging to you. And um, it is to me. So um, at this point, I just have nothing else I can add to this. I'll turn this uh, podcast over to Matali now. Matali, I can't wait to hear uh, your take on this. This is just a great study. And I'm just looking forward to walking through Ephesians with all of you. So for me to all of you, God bless you. And I'll see you next time. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 4. And um, the main highlight for me in today's um, teaching is God chose us in order to sanctify us, that we might be holy. You know, a holy life is demanded by election. So Christ died for the world. He did not die for the elect. Um... 
So, today's scripture, verse 3 reads, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So, um, you know, all spiritual blessings are in threefold. So, you know, there's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God the Father planned the church, God the Son paid for the church, and God the Holy Spirit protects the church. So the source of blessings is God, and um, you know the Father um, and the Lord Jesus Christ. So we receive our spiritual blessings in the heavenly place in Christ. So we are living in Christ. Um, you know, the God, the Holy Spirit, um, convicts us today. Um, he brings us to faith in Christ. Christ um, is seated at the right hand of of. of of um, God the Father in heaven and um, we receive our blessings in Christ so we are in Christ um, and Christ found us he came for us Jesus finds us as Christians um, God chooses believers in Christ he didn't choose us um, you know to do good God chose us because uh, we could do some good God knew even upon creation that we were not perfect beings, but um, because of the love he has for us, he sent his only son to die for us on the cross and so that we may have everlasting life in Christ. So we are in Christ. Um, and, um, you know, God wants us um, to bless us so that we may... Um, so that we should be holy and without blame or blemish. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4 reads, Just as he chooses us in him before the foundation. Sorry, uh, let me read that again. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So, God chose us um, even before um, eternity, even before the foundation um, of the world. We were already chosen. We are all born for a purpose in life. We are all chosen. And, um, you know, a holy life is demanded by election. So, um, you know, you know, today's conventional uh, teaching um, preachers preach um, there's already um, the elected but um, you know if you, if if you and I open our hearts if we as Christians open our hearts um, to Christ today um, we seek our spiritual blessings in Christ we live in Christ um, we are the elect um, first Peter Chapter 1, verse 2 reads, let me look for First Peter, 
um, it's it says um, it's um, election and sanctification. They go hand in hand. Um, Peter, Peter, Peter. Let's look for first Peter. Oops. Mm. So we all are the elect, and um, you know, if if um, you know, God wants His children to live lives that are. Um, You know, without blame and and lives that that are not uh, marked, lives that are that are that are you know without blemish or without blame. He wants us to live pure and holy um, because we are elect children of God. We are living in um, in Christ. So. Um, you know, the minute we decide as Christians to um, um, a holy life, a holy life in God um, actually demands that. Um, okay, so actually demands that um, you know we live a certain way and not just um, lip service. So, um, like I was saying in um, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 2, it reads, Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification of the Holy Spirit for obedience and sparkling of the blood of, sorry, and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. So um, we are elect even before the foundations of the, the, the um, as it reads in Ephesians, even before um, in Ephesians um, 1 verse 4, it says, just as he chose us in him, we are already elect, just as he chose us in him. Before the foundation, so before uh, we were even in existence, many years ago, Christ had already chosen us. So Christ died for the world and not for the elect. He died for all of us. So if we just open up our hearts to the Lord, we are elect. Election and sanctification, they go together. So God knows who the elect are. So people around today shouldn't go around thinking, oh, hey, I'm better and I'm holier than you and I am the chosen one no one knows who the elect are only God knows who the elect are God planned the church God planned the universe and um, he planned it that we should be holy without blame and in love so um, chapter 4 it actually reads um that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So love is very, very powerful. It's one of the, um, it sums up all the commandments. And, um, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And um, God wants us without blemish, without blame. And he wants us pure and holy. 
and he knows who the elect are. He is the creator, and um, he planned his universe um, so that we should be holy and we should worship and praise him. Um, and um, yeah, so for me today's teaching, um, my main point is, um, you know, Christ died for the world. He died for you and me. Uh, we're not perfect as human beings, and God wants us um, um, to keep going to Him because He loves us so much. And um, once we recognize um you know as you know as 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 believers in in Christ um once we recognize that we are sinners and we go to 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 God and we turn our lives around the holy life is demanded by by election then um we are elect once we open up our hearts to 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 God and um we live in Christ we get our spiritual blessings um, in the heavenly places in Christ, because we are living in Christ. Christ is a living God who died for us, and He wants us to just turn to Him, and um, the universe was planned that um, we should be holy and we should praise Him. And there's no questions about it. He is the Creator. Just like, um, you know, say, like the example Dr. J. McGee gave about um, a couple building a house they are the creators of that particular house they have the blueprint, they know what what they want to put where and where it should be and no one questions them and tells them no that's not how you're supposed to actually build your house it's their house, they're the creators so God is the creator of the universe and he has it planned out, he wants to run his universe a certain way and um, so that we should be holy and without blame. He loves us so much and is waiting for us to turn to him and open up our hearts and be elect. So that's, um, that's the lesson for today. Um, thanks for listening and uh, God bless and bye-bye.